What's up, Dashley family? It's Dallin and Ashley. You're here. It's time. It's the Dashleys. We're back. Let's get started. We are back after a small hiatus due to moving and traveling and just not really being very well scheduled. Probably the biggest reason. But we're back and we want to just be here with you guys, chill with you and tell you all the things and just... A lot has happened since we've last spoken to you. all the feelings. Feelings. All the feelings. Not the fillings. How the heck are you, Ash? I'm doing really well. We got a security system for the first time ever and I've always wanted a security system. Me too. Because I watch Law and Order or I watched, I don't allow myself to watch it anymore, Law and Order SVU Uh religiously. And I have never felt safe in my home since watching 10 seasons of that show. <laughs> and we have a security system and I feel really happy it's and safe. It's just relaxing. Like it's armed right now. Every window, we have cameras outside. If anybody tries to slide open a window, like while it's armed and, or if they try to open the door, it's just an alarm goes off and all the, and we get a notification on our phone and Vivint calls us. Yeah, it's through Vivint. It's Vivint, by the way. Yeah, it's been awesome so far. It's really, really classy. Really nice. The <laughs> app, like the garage doors, all the doors on the outside, all the windows. It's like, it's legit. And the thing on our wall, there's like a thing on our wall and it glows this red light when it's armed. So I can like lay in bed and kind of see the red glow and know that it's armed and that every door is locked and every window is shut. And it feels, it like feels really good. We have to be careful how we set it because well, like Dallin set off the alarm eight. T- I don't even know how many times I keep getting alerts on my phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness we had a security system put the in people yesterday. People are all of a sudden breaking in left and right. And then I'll call Dallin and he'll be like, oh, I was just testing to see if it's working. Yeah. Well, I, I was just like, well, let's try to open this window. <laughs> and so I did. And then it's like, so we put awesome. We put window things on all of our basement windows where if they're opened and you can't really turn them off. So we can't really open our windows anymore, <laughs> which is an issue. Because Only if it's armed. Dallin edits in the um, like bottom far room of our house. Yeah. And when he's down here, he's doing a lot of really good work, but he's also doing a lot of other things. And it's like windows need to be opened a lot of the time. <laughs> okay. It's a, very much like a hot boxing situation. So... <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> and now we can't open any windows. Let's just down not here. arm the house during the day while we're home. You know, it's there, just a traditionally it, not a very common time to get robbed. Is it only you can open them if it's not armed? Well, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I thought we could never open them again. No, <laughs> only when it's armed. I, they were Dallin also like did all of the codes for the alarm system. Yeah, and I'm considering getting like a permanent body tattoo with all of the special codes that if you accidentally set off the alarm they call you there's like should. and i don't remember any of the codes as well, of right we'll just now have a drill set and practice <laughs> because you got to have that muscle memory i don't <laughs> they're all different yeah. anyways more to come we're going to show off the security system on a vlog because it's so cool even the camera in the back by the garage like it's if nice. somebody's lingering back there it'll like chirp at them and just let them know, hey, you're on camera. That reminds me, there was like an article once and it it was it was somewhere in Europe. Um, and I'm sure they have them other places, but they were a gas station was experimenting with some sort of like high frequency chirper to keep kids from loitering around. And only like once I guess once everyone reaches a certain age, like the average person can't hear a certain high frequency that younger ears can hear. 
Since all we did in high school with our older teachers, everybody in the class was laughing and our teacher couldn't hear it. Did you never know you were homeschooled? You never knew that joy. Well, couldn't they see your face? All these kids just have this little high-pitched like beep on their phone and they just like, we just set it off and everybody's laughing and the teacher's like, what's going on? Kids are such buttheads. I hate kids. That's why I taught kindergarten. I, I still get nervous around teenagers. I can't even do it. Yeah. Anyways, go on. Anyways. The security system. Did the gas station, did it work? Yeah, it works. It makes them go away. Because they can hear it. (laughs) That's all. All right. Well. Well, how are you? I'm good. I've just been relaxed. How's your new haircut? My haircut's been good. I just need to, I just need to style it. You know, I think I got it cut like the perfect length. So like in a week, it was already too long. Again. I think it looks nice. Now that we're out of the corporate rat race um, <laughs> and we're in a whole different sphere of, of like a creator sphere, now. we're trying to um, adopt new looks or just like figure out what we actually want to look like. Cause it's just we, following your heart because it doesn't matter right. what you look like. And it's hard to know what your heart wants when like Dallin's been cutting his hair, like the successful like corporate business haircut for so long. Maybe I liked that haircut. I know. And it's cool if you Actually, do. Actually, my last haircut has been the best. It's like short on the sides and then fades up and then it's longer on the top. Looks classy. <laughs> that oh. is a vivid picture you just painted. Is it? No. Oh. Well, he has like curly blonde hair. Good. I mean, you've seen us. You've seen our vlogs. So that was kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then what else besides my hair? Well, like I was saying, we're trying to like figure out if we like the old hair though the You're best. You're going to cut your hair, right? Yeah, I'm going to cut. <laughs> right now I look like, I don't even know, like a hippie from the seven. I look like Marsha Brady. I haven't cut my hair in two years and it's just like, it's really long. Ashley's going to cut her hair and she's not going to tell me when and, and she's not going to tell me how either and then she's going to surprise me with it. I can feel it. Here's the thing. I want to cut it short, but when I cut it short and I was pregnant, I got like very round pregnant face. And I just hated how I looked with short hair and a different face than my normal face. So I, I can't long hair. Well, I know. Also, Dallin always says that when I try and cut my hair, he gets all kind of like nostalgic sounding and I think he it's says, sexy. I love your long hair. I just know I'm to the point where I don't brush my hair anymore because it's so hard to brush and it takes so long. So every third day when I finally brush it, it's I just, terrible. It's like 10 minutes and I just hear Ashley going, ow. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Yeah. So I'm going to cut it and I don't know how. And it may be really short and it may be really long. But if you know me or if you're married to me, I think Dallin only knows this. I hate haircuts with all my heart. I don't know what happened in your childhood, but you hate them. I can go to the dentist all day. and I I love people play with my hair, scratch my head, cut my hair. It's just I just fall into the Zen mode when I'm getting haircuts. And it's hard for me to carry on conversations just because I'm so relaxed hate it when people it's like i'm the exact opposite of you i know you in so many ways also our realtor came by and gave us our new housewarming gift and (laughs) oh yeah this is another way we're different commission for selling your house and i got you this and guess what it is if i'm ever a realtor like i loved the gift but i think people just love money the most and i would just give them money Give people money? Yeah. Like a, like a gift card to... Like an Amazon gift card or, or something. something. Just or some, Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like her gift that she gave Dallin us. Dallin really... Actually, it's because 
I like Tori. If you're listening, I love your gift. I do. <laughs> Ashley just doesn't. I just love really money like the massages. most. Anyways, it's a, it's a, uh, a massage where the masseuse will come to your house with a massage table and just give you a massage right in your house. My Isn't that a sweet gift? It's sweet, but I was like, well, where do our kids go? I was like, um, yeah, can you come at eleven at night? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they don't. So we're going to have to, I don't know, maybe they do have a, like a place to, and I'm it's like, just I know that this was like to come to my house, but can I just come, can to, we yours? come to yours? It's hard to get a babysitter, not at your house. Like a lot of people are willing to babysit your kids at and your house. And if you are in the house, your kids are still going to run and be like, dad, I have a surprise. Or you just and hear I'm them just screaming like, upstairs. I'm trying to get massaged right now. <laughs> like George, <laughs> Bianca is massaging me right now. Please leave. Yeah, a little softer, please, Bianca. Dallin loves massages though. And I just never, maybe I've just never had a good one <laughs> except from you. Of course. You. But I just never am like that. I never leave feeling like that was worth my money. I love massages. One of the things that I miss from my job at Pluralsight was, <laughs> job, that, there was, a, mark fingers. was that there was an onsite massage therapist and we got 20 minute massages every other week. So awesome. I just... Gary, I miss his strong fingers. I don't miss you being like the. Imagine like a two-year-old, a like an eighteen-month-old, and a baby crying, and Dallin's rushing out of the house so he can get to his massage. On Crap! Time. I got a massage at nine twenty. Listen, Ash, I gotta go right now. <laughs> Have fun. Take care of the kids. See ya. Got a meeting. I got a meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hated that. Yeah, but deep down, I was happy that you could have nope, that done. No, you weren't. Just jealous. Well, just, I don't know. Just wondering how how I was where I was and how you were where you were. You really had issues being home with the kids. I didn't have issues. I just had issues with you getting massages and eating food and just... You have jealousy issues. Yeah, I did. I think anyone would. I think you would if you were in my place. I mean, I was working too. It's not just all massages and snacks over there. I know. I had a lot of stuff to do, but I understand. Your it's work very, was very just hard. everything that I felt like was deprived in my life. Like sitting down in a quiet place and getting things done. That was the thing that I wanted the most. Like that was the thing, that was the hardest thing for me about having like two babies and we're finally getting out of it was feeling like I never got anything done. Like I just wanted i even dreamed about kindergarten which <laughs> like i was so happy to be done teaching but like i dreamed about being at kindergarten after all the kids were gone and i would stay late for two hours which again i hated doing that in the moment but that like post-pregnancy time i dreamed about sitting there and just like getting through like so much work and checking so many things off my checklist and feeling productive that was like one of the hardest things for me after babies was feeling like, and then you get like, like in 20 years looking back, like it'll be like, wow, you did so much. And like, because of this, like look at your kids now. And, but it's hard to feel like you're super productive because the job is like a job that takes 20 years to complete versus like, like I can sit down and work for an hour on something. Mm -hmm. I just miss the whole like really checking things. Check. Well, and then all the things that were like, there were so many things that needed to be done that I just couldn't do because like there's so much baby chaos. Yeah. 
I recognize that my job was a lot easier than yours, but so I, it just, I well, would appreciate, no, I like, not, it just seems like you weren't grateful for me when all you say is, when all I hear is that you're jealous of me. Well, I am grateful for you. Like you, you like paid for everything during that time, yeah. but I was still jealous of you. Like I can still be, I can be grateful and I can still feel jealous that like you get to go to this like posh work environment and like have a friends around like that. I was jealous of that too. Like just like being in some sort of like, like when you left, it was like my community left, like my person to talk to. But like you were like, so like, I don't think you felt that. I think it's a very like lonely thing. Those first like years of babyhood. Yeah, definitely. Especially if like you're a me, I'm like very like introverted. So I'm not one to be like, oh, my friend left. Like I'm going to go walk down the street and become besties. I take like a good year to like become friends with someone. Yeah. And we've moved every nine months. So it's been really hard. Uh huh. <laughs> I did it in our old apartment with Anna. I became really good friends with her. Yeah. And then we left and then I had another then baby. We left. Yeah. But we're here now and you got me home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Coming home from a sweet job at a cool company has been a big adjustment for me. And there's like some things that I miss, but it's also like amazing for me to be able to be present for my kids. And like they have their dad full time and I get to like partner with Ashley and raising our kids. And I'm still, I'm still gone editing a lot and working down in the office, but it's so cool to be able to take breaks and like our job, our, our job is really unique in that I'm able to be home and we kind of create our own schedule. I mean, everybody else who's self-employed feels it, you know, it's different stresses and having to manage your time and all that. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but it's definitely something that I wouldn't want to like, I don't regret quitting like this awesome job and working from home at all. It's amazing. Like, I think the greatest work that we can do is within the walls of our own home and everything that you do in life, like starts in, at your home and emanates from the culture of your house. 
really. And I think it's really cool that we can build that together and our kids will grow up with both of us around a lot. And I'm just like really happy that I can be that kind of dad. And that's not to, I, I, that probably sounds like if you go to work that I don't think that you're as good of a dad or whatever, like it's sacred. It's like consecrated effort. Like when a father leaves the house to go and work and I just feel lucky, like, and some, some guys love that. So many people do and love like having more structure and stuff. But I am a person who like hated having a boss and really love working for myself, even though there's was probably more stressful sometimes, but it's to me, it's really rewarding and it's been so awesome. Nice. Do you like that? <laughs> You're not saying it for me. What? Yeah, I love that. I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not saying it for you. That's how I really feel. You're just like, is that cool to include in the podcast? Ash? <laughs> I feel like I don't say that enough because it's just been, it has been a hard adjustment for me. I never thought I would be working from home, but that's how I truly feel. The most important work that me or you will ever do are within the walls of our own home. As, and the most important work anybody will do are within the walls of their own home. And like you just go to events and you see all these people, you go to the club, you go to church, you go to concerts, you go to weddings and you just look around and you see all these people gathered for an event. But most of people's lives are spent, you know, with their family at their house and everything you do outside of the house and all of your work, all of like all of your interactions emanate from kind of the spirit of the home. And I love like contributing to that so much. Uh, as a stay-at-home dad or working-from-home dad. Yeah, I think... Um, and I really don't want that to discredit people who have to work outside the home. Does that sound like I was? Mm-mm. Everybody w- makes makes it work how, however they need to. But this is like our situation. Yeah, this is our paradigm and like our feelings on our life experiences. And everyone's is different. And And I said husbands working out of the home, like wives work out of the home a lot too and that's consecrated like time away as well and and it's like right it was just our situation was i was at home and dallin was working that was just he's speaking from like our situation but there's so many different situations um i think a lot of our vlogging like how we like got inspired like we started for some like different reasons having to do with our wedding business but we kind of once we got started we wanted to find some meaning behind like why we were doing this and we had a hard time we got married really young well I mean like we were I was 24 he was 23 that's pretty young and then we had kids two years later so we were it was a weird thing to go from being like these like free people who like Every night we just were like, what do you want to do? And we just did whatever we wanted to do and had, and our goal was to have fun to having a baby. Um, We had to like recategorize and redefine and find new things that were fun to us with a baby. And that's one of the like driving things behind our vlog. We want to show, I think for a while we were like, gosh, our fun life is over. And then we had to figure out how to make like these days still be the best days or the good days. And that's what we want to show in our vlogs us like, like if anyone else is feeling that way or just like, especially I think moms get lost in that. And I know I have just the whole like monotony of parenthood 
it's a lot of like waking up, getting dressed, get the kids dressed, take care of the kids, make sure they look nice, get them to school or get them to their practice or like read to them, like feed them and then clean up and feed them and clean up and feed Some them and clean up and go to bed. boxes that you can check, but most of them you ne- are never boxes you can check. It's like, there's always going to be more dishes. There's always going to be more laundry. There's always another diaper to change. You always got to change their clothes. There's every, a lot you of put them to bed every single night. And it's just like cyclical mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the same thing, like monotony, like you said, and we are always trying to mix it up a little bit. Sometimes we go out for the vlog. Sometimes we just do fun things around the house for the vlog. And rarely we're on vacation. And that's really fun too. But like. Just how to either find the magic in a normal day or like to make some magic in a normal day. Uh-huh. Um, and like we've noticed it's not like big moments, especially with kids. Like even at like we went to the farm the other day, like there were still breakdowns and like sat like the kids were unhappy for a portion of it. But there's like little sparkling moments of joy that makes makes it all worth it and fun and makes the vlog so fun to film and to edit and to show you guys. But that is that is that is why we do it all, I guess. There it is. There it is. Cool, Ash. Well, moving on. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, I didn't mean to treat that with. I mean, I thought that was really good. Those are good words. What, uh, what, uh, what else, boo? What's up? Um, I wanted to talk about all the books we've been reading because Dallin's been reading a heck ton and I read a really good book. Sweet. Um, do you want to start with, Dallin's been reading more like non-fictional books. I never, the only books fiction I've learning. ever read is Harry Potter. Right. And I've been, I read a really good. I've hit. started this thing where I, where I go running uh, once every two weeks <laughs> And it's been really relaxing. I listen to a good 20 minutes of a different book every time. <laughs> I listen time. like five to 10 minutes of a book while I run. Uh, no, it's more like once a week. <laughs> okay. Gosh, I feel so In between stopping shape. to check Instagram, uh-huh. I get a good 12 minutes <laughs> yeah, of running. Yeah, 12 minutes in there. No, gosh, we've been so, gosh, every waking moment we are like putting together furniture, it seems like. <laughs> Just so much stuff moving. The budget-friendly IKEA route throws is off. a time sucker. Oh, man, it's just moving throws you for a loop, and it seriously takes like two months to recoup. So, anyways, um, I'm just kidding. I've been listening a lot while I put together furniture, not just running. And um, he's become like my in-home therapist. He's I got have? a lot of nuggets. Yeah. To you? Yeah. Wow, what have I done for you? Well, you just come up and you're like. So I have these really great insights on emotions or control or the family dynamic. And then you just preach about it for a good 20 minutes. And Oh, yeah. So I've been reading Human Nature by Robert Greene. He's kind of an intense dude. But he just breaks down like how the humans interact like naturally. Like everything. How it's just built into them. And how people like, for example, tend to take things personally. Or he talks about people's ego And he talks about issues that people have that stemming from their childhood, like, um, and just how to recognize these issues in others and learn to not take them personally, but to observe them as kind of, he says, like, approach people as undiscovered countries and kind of seeing what you can learn from them and be like, huh, that's interesting. Like, you see it differently than me (laughs) instead of just immediately interpreting things how how humans tend to do in terms of like well what are they trying to say about me or how like taking things personally 
basically it's really helped me to not take anything personally and just be like, Oh, interesting. I wonder what I think about that. Well, I think the cool thing or like the light bulb moment that you, I can't remember if you had this at therapy or from this or if they're related, but me too is just that like when we take something personally, our next like move is to try and convince someone that they're wrong or to try and change someone or to try and correct them. And it all kind of revolves around us trying to control like, like it's you and another person in a situation and you're both trying to control each other and convince the other that like one of you is right or one or they're wrong or that they need to change and be more like you or change and do what you think is better for them. And that control is just an illusion and it's not something that we should even bother ourselves with. People resist being controlled. Yeah. And it's just made me think a lot about our kids. Like George, George is two and like every two year old, like being two is fine. It's just really hard for people who aren't two to be fine with the two year old because they're, they just like have big emotions and they cry a lot. And, and it's a big stress on me to be like, I need to make sure he behaves in a public setting or, or like is calm. I don't even know, like he's two. And just like having in the back of my mind, like, can, like, I can't make him stop crying or I can't, that's not on me. Like I can take him to a different situation where he can like let his emotions like run their course and then bring him back. Or, I can try and help him calm down, but I can't make him calm down. I can't like it, like it's not on me. It's just, I can help him or remove him from a situation, but like his emotions are not under my control. And that's been something that I've been like, it's been a big paradigm shift and it's been actually like very freeing because like today at the pool, he didn't want to wear a life jacket. And eventually I did cave, but I, I like he wore a life jacket for a good like 50 minutes and he cried the whole time. And I was just like, listen, dude, like it's great. You, It's fine if you cry, like let's go over here so we don't bug everyone. Cause it was like 50 minutes of crying, but I the whole time- like the worst. Yeah, it was really bad. I wasn't like stressing like that I needed to fix it. It was just- like I was making a good choice by insisting that he wear a life jacket because it was just me at the pool with two kids and it was a busy pool. Did he even swim or did he just cry the whole time? No, he ended up swimming. He had fine. After he, you took it off? No, he swam for a while with it on and then like everything was under control and I felt like he wasn't, he didn't want, he just wanted to play right on the little edge in the shallow end. So like I was good and we took it off, but like I wasn't like stressing myself out like, worrying about controlling him because I was worried about how other people would feel when honestly like they can't it was so loud there anyways but usually I'd be like oh my gosh I'm bugging everyone like I need to make him stop somehow I was just like like I just if he needed to cry he needed to cry and it's like unfortunate but part of our job as parents is helping him to deal with situations that might not be the happiest for him it's a thankless job it's a thankless job but like he needs to learn how to cope when every like everything isn't lining up perfectly for him Mm -hmm. and i think that's what being two is learning how to cope when everything isn't perfect yeah that's what being two is that sounds good anyways so yeah i guess i mean there's tons from this book it's huge but the last thing is that emotions and feelings and responses are based on like things that have happened to you in your past 
and meanings behind words. And everybody's past is different and everybody has had different experiences. And so um, people will react to the same thing very differently mm-hmm. because everybody, because of their childhood or because of experiences they've had. And so it's like everybody it, has the t- tendency to judge based on their own reality, but everybody's reality is different. So and it's, it's not- just like observing people and not assuming a single thing because you rarely assume right. And uh, it's kind of just, it's talking a lot about that. So that's what I've been learning lately. And it's not just like traumatic things that have happened in your life. Like it's just the family culture you grew up in. Like what's your, what order were you born in? Like, did you have all brothers or all sisters, a little bit of both? Were your parents introverts or extroverts? Like what did your family like to do? What was your family hobbies? And so just like so many things. Everybody is so different way. Yeah. So in some ways we are different, but but in in so so many many ways we are the same. There we go. There you go. Thank All you, right. Daniel. P.S. If you haven't watched Daniel Tiger, it is <laughs> literally like college for parents. It is. This is parenting class. It's that, a parenting class that we never had with under the ruse of being a children's show. It's the most genius thing. Like, let's teach parents how to be better parents and they can watch this because their kids will like it so much. But it's for the parents. Speaking of parents and speaking of, we didn't speak of this, but cruises. Why don't you just say what's coming up in the near future, Ash? Or did you want to talk about books you've read? I mean, I read a really good book. Talk about it. I'm not going to spend we'll a lot of time on it, okay. but it's really good. And if you want a good fast read. Is it fiction? I bought it at Costco too. It's fiction. It's like kind of like historical fiction. It's based on, it blew my mind. I can't even believe this happened. What? It's called Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. And it's um like the characters are fictional, but the story is real. So... Back in, I think it during the Great Depression, there was um, a children's home called the Tennessee Children's Home, and they like stole babies. So like, and they stole them from lower income people. So like, people would come in who weren't good at read, who couldn't read, um, or were illiterate and poor, and they would come in and they would have these babies, um, and. Sometimes they were like unwed mothers or just like really impoverished people. It was the Great Depression. And they would trick them into signing their babies over to the state. Or even worse, they would tell them, because a lot of times they would um, like put women to sleep. Like I forgot the word, anesthesia. They would use anesthesia when a woman was having a baby. And they would tell these women like, sorry, your baby died. And that we already buried the baby. And then they would take the baby who hadn't died and put it in this orphanage and then basically sell these babies to wealthy families for like an incredible profit. It was this huge thing. It happened to like hundreds and hundreds of kids. And the story is about, and it happened for real to real families, but these kids who their mom went to the hospital to have her babies and while like she they had her sign some papers because they heard that she had some other kids like young kids and the papers were actually like giving up custody of her children and they didn't know it because they couldn't read and then the police came and took her kids and they adopted them all out to different families and she, she, like she never saw her children again 
and it's about the kids story like how they like where they went and how like what happened to them and but it's crazy like actresses like famous people adopted kids from this place like joan crawford like hollywood actresses and actors and like rich politicians like they tried to get blonde babies like people from blonde families and then they would sell them or like adopt them out for huge fees that's the worst thing i've ever heard it's crazy like you have like the sick feeling in your heart while you read it but it's also very gripping and it ends sort of happy but it's really tragic it's a it's a it's a really sad good read i spent like a whole week researching this place the tennessee children's home and it's crazy that it's real what was this book called before we were yours huh okay so it was good although it was super scary and sad Mm -hmm. it was a good read wow so if you're looking for a good read if you're about to go on a last minute summer trip that is a good one okay yeah cool okay now what I was thinking was we're going to a parenting conference or like a parenting seminar for a day and that's going to be really fun. So anyways, we'll have a lot to podcast about when we do that coming up soon. And then a month later, doot, 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 just announced we are going to be going to CVX. If you don't know what CVX is, it's like a big YouTuber social media fan experience, like a huge meetup for all the fans and all the creators and we're going and it's our first time going to something like this and i'm so excited we have we're big have plans booth. for our booth we get to just meet so many of you guys who come we are going to uh there's like a little party beforehand that you get to go and hang out with other creators and chit chat and hang out and stuff so we got to vlog that for sure and then it's just going to be really cool. I We hope to meet as many of you guys as possible. Yeah, come to our booth because, as you know, I always worry that no one will come. So I am prepared for that situation. And I will have mass amounts of treats and sodas and mm-hmm. delicious things. And stickers. And if we're not allowed to bring those in, I will sneak them in because they just were creators. Like, we don't follow the rules. <laughs> so, so come to our booth and tell an and we'll have stickers. Yeah. But mostly we'll have food because we talked about this and I was like, well, even if none of the people We're who like us come. Chips. Yeah. We have guacamole and chips. The ones from Costco, the little ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just come hang out with us and we eat guacamole and chips and talk about life at our little booth at CVX. I'm also highly competitive. So even if it's none of our fans, we will have the most people at our booth because we will have the most food and free drinks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to buy a lot of guac. We will go to Costco beforehand and prep. The Costco quantities are finally going to be like what we need. (laughs) We just buy way too much of things from Costco. Yeah. Now we're like, thank you, Costco. Thank you. Cool. Well, yeah, that's going to be so fun. More to come on that. It's just this is breaking news. So more details will come as they come. But it's going to be September 20th and 21st. So mark your calendars. Come on down to CVX and come see us. And we'll hang out for a few days okay we are going to end the podcast here because dallin and i have an at-home date planned wherein we will be sitting on our new ultimate sack yes and watching harry potter number three because we've been listening to it in the car for the last two weeks are we watching three i want to watch number three that's goblet of fire dallin what you're embarrassing yourself it's not Goblet of Fire. That's we listened to Sorcerer's Stone, and now we're listening to Prisoner of Azkaban. 
Goblet of Fire is next. We listen to the Sorcerer's Stone, and then we listen to the Chamber of Secrets. And now we're listening to the Prisoner of Azkaban. And number four is the orange-colored book, The Goblet of Fire. I knew it. Redeem yourself with a a little-known Harry Potter fact. I got one for you. Okay. Did you know that Harry's parents, James and Lily, are soulmates? Because... Tell me. The Patronus charm... I thought of this... I thought of this when we were reading our, when we were listening to the book last time. Uh-huh. They're a stag and a doe. Yeah. It's a physical representation of your soul, you know? James is a stag. She's a doe. Well, here, guess, get this. No, 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 no. Get this. Severus Snape. His, his turns into <laughs> a, a doe when she dies. And Harry's is a stag. Uh-huh. So you tell me what that means. I got to look up more of these. Shall we? Or should uh, we? This should probably be another podcast. Okay, yeah. one more before we go. Okay, tell and then me, tell we're going to have to do a whole podcast. Do it like a question so Potter you facts. can test my knowledge. All right, searching right now. Little known Harry Potter facts. All right, here we go. Okay, Rowling has said that if Voldemort saw a Bogart, it would embody his own corpse since death was always his greatest fear. Is this a question? What? Oh, I thought you were doing a trivia question to me. Do one more, like a question, like Jeopardy style. Oh, okay. What is Dumbledore is an old English word for bumblebee. That's not a question again. Uh, Rowling said she chose the name because she pictured Dumbledore humming to himself. Oh, that's not... Just... <laughs> Do a trivia question. Okay. Um, if, Mungle, if muggles stumble across Hogwarts, it would look like a dilapidated building with a keep out dangerous sign on it. All right, here's a question. Um, did J.K. Rowling admit that she regrets the relationship between Ron and Hermione? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Does that work? Yeah, I guess. I'm turning these facts into questions. It's not that easy, okay? Let me, one more. Um, while filming The Prisoner of Azkaban, the pocket of whose robes <laughs> were sewn shut to stop him sneaking in food on set? Who is... I mean, I would say Neville Longbottom, but... This is the name of the actor on set. On set. Apparently, he tried to sneak in food a lot. Ron? Is that Tom Felton? Is that his no, name? No, that's... Who's Tom Felton? That's um, Draco Malfoy. Apparently, he's just a little weasel in real life, too. Okay, the real weasel is in. the seamstress. <laughs> sneaking in. <laughs> no, sewing his robe shut. Let the man eat between takes. Jeez. Tom Felton, just hungry. Okay, anyways, more Harry Potter facts to come to another podcast. These are fun. These are fun. Hey, you guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to go on our date and watch Harry Potter and have a little night while the kids are asleep. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you to the podcast supporters. Thanks for keeping us moving and going. And thank you to everybody for listening. Please go leave us a review if you haven't yet on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps us out a lot. Follow us on Spotify Podcasts, and we will see you next time.